2: what is up family welcome to speak it is about to be the best 90 minutes of your sports life i'm emmanuel macho but that is irrelevant on the far end jordan schultz nfl insider what's up baby what's up macho good to see you it's good to see you. i like the energy yeah, yeah. You keep that up for the next 89? i don't think so he's <laughs> right dr joy taylor joy how are we what's up nice to have you back it's good to be Back, it's good to be I back. I don't even recognize you. Eagles all-time rushing leaders because I got a haircut, but that's, why, you don't that's, break that's you, not right. why. That's not why. That's not why. Sean Shady, McCoy. Okay, enough Emmanuel slander. Let's get to the Justin Herbert topic. Okay, you all know who Justin Herbert is, and you know about Justin Herbert's game, but he was rewarded with a massive. America massive five-year extension for just over $262 million. That checks in at over $52 million per year. But get this, his teammate Austin Eckler said with all that new money, quote, he's got a ton of pressure, close, quote. Shady Justin Herbert, we will talk about him early and
0: often on this show. But how much pressure is on Justin Herbert this season? Oh, a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. I'm surprised Eckler said that. I know. You know, normally, you don't really say that, but it's true. I mean, I, I love to, to, to compare players with their pairs, compare players in their draft class. If we look at Justin Herbert, you have Jalen Hurts yep. in our draft class. He's got paid. Um, we know that, that um, Joe Burrow is about to get that bag yes, back. Sir. Right? So you look at all these players, and it's like, okay, how can we compare them to, to the guys in his draft class? Well, Jalen Hurts, he's been to the Super Bowl. He has. He has. Burrow, he's been to the Super yeah, Bowl. That did happen. The only person that has won a playoff game, not Super Bowl. Just won a playoff game. It's Justin Herbert. And it. And now, I mean, but I didn't want it because he didn't get the I know. he didn't get the money. They're cuss me out online. <laughs> if I didn't mention it. But but so and as I think about it, it's like that's pressure. So you haven't won a playoff game. Yeah. You have the, more money than all the quarterbacks yep. in your in your draft class. What are we waiting on? If yep. you ask people around, they probably say that he probably is the most talented quarterback in that draft class. I'll tell you that. Right? You would say Joe Brown's probably better, but more talented, they would go with Justin Herbert. So when you ask about pressure, yeah. You have all the players you need, right? Then they went out there in the draft and got you an additional wide receiver. Mm. Think about it. So as much as we want to talk about pressure, that's the max pressure is on Herbert.
2: Joy, I co-signed what Shady said. It's a lot of pressure on Herbert because everything that a quarterback could want, not everything Justin Herbert could want, everything a quarterback could want, Herbert has been given. Okay, last year, you know a quarterback desperately needs an offensive tackle. That's one of the most important positions, most important position to a quarterback. You draft one, Rashawn Slater, Slater, first round. Okay, this year, you already have Keenan Allen, you already have Mike Williams, you've got dogs at wide receiver, plus you have a running back who leads the league in touchdowns over the last two years. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to get Justin Herbert even more help. First round pick, spent on a wide receiver, Quinn Johnson, out of TCU. Okay, you have an offense that, led by Justin Herbert, has amassed a lot of yards and touchdowns, but you know what? We don't like our offensive coordinator. So let's go get one of the best young minds of offensive coordinator in the game in Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. What else could you want? Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert has been given everything a young quarterback could desire. For that reason, Joy, I think a whole bunch of pressure. What do you say?
1: Yeah, I agree. The excuses are off the table now, and there have been a few of them. Mm-hmm. There's been a few of them, which is is fine. We we rush young quarterbacks. We want instant success at the highest level. Some of that had to do with Patrick Mahomes coming out the way that he did. Now you have Jalen Hurts getting to the Super Bowl. You have Joe Burrow getting to the Super Bowl. That's all your draft class. That starts to raise the stakes a lot. When you look at the guys who have been paid specifically, which is why you didn't mention Tua, all these guys have playoff wins or a playoff win. You don't have one of those. Now you've been paid, they're not just paying you to go out and put up the statistics you've been putting up. That's what's earned you this money. Now you have to go and deliver, which is a, at least a playoff win. The AFC, as we know, is going to be a gauntlet for years to come. That's where all of the, most of the high level young quarterback talent is. Yeah. And subsequently where a lot of the best offensive coordinators are gonna be, the best offensive coaches, the best offensive talent around all these young quarterbacks. You're going to have to deliver. You look around the division, you're the second best team in the division. Right. That's a good position to be in. You know, we thought that division was going to be different than it was last year. We thought it was going to be the toughest division in football. It's not been that. To me, I think there is a lot of pressure on Justin Herbert. Each of these guys is in unique situations, but when you look specifically at Justin Herbert with what we can see he's yeah. capable of, what we can read he's capable of statistically, and what he's been given, he's in a very unique situation position.
2: Jordan, what's so fascinating to me is you only have a limited time to be on top before that next herd of talent comes for you. Remember who Justin Herbert lost to in the playoffs last year? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, a player drafted in the class after him. Next class is coming. We sometimes question Justin Fields' talent, rightfully so. Many people believe that Justin Fields is going to ascend. Justin Fields is drafted after Justin Herbert, and he is ascending. So you think about not only competing with your peers, like Shady brilliantly said, but there's also a crop of QBs coming after. How much pressure on Herbert this season?
3: So there's a lot of pressure on Herbert, without question. I think 7 out of 10, is for me, is the number. I think Herbert's early success has hurt him in the sense of we started to create expectations that maybe weren't fair. He is an incredibly talented young guy. I would argue he's one of the three most talented quarterbacks in the league. 6'6", 230, rocket arm, can move. I was skeptical of him coming out of Oregon. I really was. But when I talked to Ducks players, they said, don't worry that he's not rah-rah. He's a dog. He's Mm. a leader. The Chargers players swear by him. And to me, it's not dissimilar to Daniel Jones in the NFC. They're different styles. But both of them, not necessarily out in the media, not really out on social, really keep to themselves. And sometimes you see that as, as Mia, you want to say, okay, he's not a rah-rah guy. He's not a leader. That couldn't be further from the truth. I said it for Jones, and I'll say it for Herbert. I think he is – I think he's the guy. I think he's a superstar. I said it last year. They, they had Mike Williams miss four games. Keenan Allen's missed seven games last year. They had a lot of injuries. Now they're healthy. They have a really good coordinator and uh, Kellen Moore coming from Dallas. I think they're going to be incredibly successful this season, and I think he's going to have his best year.
2: Joy, yet. here's my issue, though. We use that superstar tag loosely. I will refer to LaShawn McCoy as a superstar. Two times all pro, six time pro bowler. But superstars got to do superstar things. And a superstar thing to me is what Joe Burrow did. Cincinnati Bengals. Resurrecting that entire organization. Going 3-1 and without Jamar Chase last year. Leading them to the playoffs again. AFC championship game. After the AFC championship game the year before. Joe Burrow's been to the AFC championship game every year. He has been healthy. That is a superstar thing but I haven't seen Justin Herbert make it amount to team success, Joy. So for me, it's like, what do you need to see from Herbert this year?
1: he has to take the next step. We've been asking, as Jordan said, we kind of rushed to anoint him and mm-hmm. rightfully so. His rookie year was incredible and he was way better than people thought he was going to be. There were a lot of questions about him coming out of Oregon. Not for me personally, but some people I, I not, were, were not it. Yeah. sure about it. Yeah, and that's, and that's fair based off the offense that they were running there and what you saw from him. I think the Rose Bowl changed my opinion of him, yeah. but he got to the NFL and he delivered. We saw he's talented enough to play and he's talented enough to put up the statistics and we can visually see how great he is. He's got to take the next step. He he got better. Then they made the playoffs. Now you got to win a playoff game. You keep ascending. We can't assume that every star or superstar is going to be again Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. They're they're in a different category. They're up here. They're the ones that we expect to be there every year. Some of these other guys have to bring their teams along. They have to show progress and growth. So to me, I can't. they, They have a Super Bowl caliber roster. Yeah. Why don't you they argue have that the talent. They have to win a playoff game. He doesn't
3: have to be Superman for the Chargers with that nope. roster to win a Super Bowl or to contend. I think he needs to be a B and I think he is but an JD A But Shady has said
1: this before and I kind of agree. We gotta, you gotta have that moment. Like, He's so good. He's yeah. so talented. We know he can win games. We know he can get the team to the playoffs. But we need to see that that thing where we're like, "All right."
0: See, and this thing with, with, with Herbert is like, he is so talented. I remember the first time I seen him play. I was with the Bucks, twenty twenty, yep. right? And uh, rookie year. Yeah. We, rookie year. We all, we, now we didn't know who he is. Like we didn't really watch the draft, right? I'm still playing, and he was playing. We was like, "Yo, who who this dude?" He's different because he's big, and he was yeah. throwing like rockets darts. Yeah. and darts. So. My thing with him is, when talk about pressure, yeah. All the other quarterbacks in his draft class have had impactful moments, mm-hmm. right? Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. The same thing you want to say about him, he got better and better each year. He took his team. To the Super Bowl. To the Super Bowl. Oh, and God. when he was there, he dominated. He had maybe one bad play with the front Other than that, he dominated. Joe Burrow. Mm. right? A, a defining impactful moment for me was when he went against the Chiefs in Arrowhead and won. And then took his team to the Super Bowl. I'm like, Wow. I need to see that from Justin Herbert. I need to see a defining, impactful moment. Because if not, you keep adding more pressure yeah. and more pressure. Joy, Justin Herbert owes me two steps.
2: Not one, but two? Two. Uh, here's why it's like, Shady, if I were to borrow $100 from you, let me get $100 from you, big Oh, you dog. got it. You know, you, you come on. I say, hey, I'm going to pay you back tomorrow. Okay. But tomorrow comes, I don't pay you back. Hey, I'm going to pay you back next week. <sighs> next week comes, I don't pay you back. Hey, I'm going to pay you back next month. Next month comes, I'm going to pay you back. Eventually, you're going to be like, hey, Acho, you don't just owe me the 100 you owe me interest. Yeah. Because you, you, you borrowed 100 from me. Now you owe me the 100 plus some. Um, Herbert should have won the playoff game last year. That's true. Versus That's the true. Jazz. That's true. You was up 27-0. 27-0. 27-0. Against, the, yeah. <laughs> against the quarterback that is younger than you. Against a team that is not as skilled as you. Like, you, you borrowed that win already. So I don't just want to see you win one playoff game. Yeah. You should have already done that. Now I need to see you win more than one playoff game because it's year four. Joy already said it. Burrow went to the Super Bowl. Shady said it. Hurts went to the Super Bowl. Tua has led his team to the playoffs just like Herbert has led his team to the playoffs. Schultz, I need to see more than just one. They also had Rashawn Slater out a lot of last season. Oh, at all pro yes, yes, That's yes. a they killer. Had injuries. Yes. They
3: and had DeAndre injuries. Carter, who's now with the Raiders, was with the Chargers last year. I said, can you describe Justin Herbert to me? He said he's Hulk with a cannon, Hulk with an arm. He has all the ability. If I would ask you this as a football player, as a quarterback, um, what's the next step for someone who has all that ability? How do you get from point A to point B where you're right on the precipice, but you haven't had the success? And is there mental doubt? Is it creeping in? Do other guys? Maybe say, is he the guy like how do you get to the next level? If you have all the ability, all the hard stuff,
1: I think it is having that signature moment. I think it's having that signature win. That win that shows, OK, it's, it's come down to him and he's made the play or he's put them in the position right. to win the game. It, and it has to happen in the postseason. When you're paid the way that Justin Herbert is paid, when mm-hmm. you're the face of the franchise, when you've been anointed or earned this status that you have as a star or young quarterback, you've got to go out there and deliver because your peers are delivering. So that changes the conversation. If it's everybody in this young group is still kind of trying to, to prove themselves, I think that changes the conversation. But when you have Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl and you have Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl and you have these <coughs> young guys who are ascending and having this postseason success around you, now it's time to do it when it matters. How I just
0: think that, they have everything. We we've we had um, Keelan Allen on, on yeah, stage sure. right, and, and we're talking about it. And one thing he said was, yeah, he has the talent, he has the arm, or he has the stats, but it's time for him to, to actually take over this. And I think as a when he said that, I'm like, you know what, he's right. Because I remember being as a rookie, I was good. I was okay. My senior year got better and better. It took to my third year, like, okay, this is my offense, right? And, and we're going to run through me. Same thing with Justin Herbert. It's one thing that, okay, coach, he wants this, XX, uh, Z post. Yeah. Compared to, you know what, no, no, we ain't running that. We're running this. And that's taking over the offense and making it his own. I would also say now that he's a vet, First
2: right. year, you That's work. what I'm saying, in the, the year, vet part, not yes. Not you a vet, you got to see the bigger picture. Shady, 2013 with the Eagles, we have the number one offense in football. Our defense was not great, and it wasn't necessarily exclusively.
0: Yeah, yeah, y'all, wasn't good. yeah y'all wasn't good on defense. We didn't
2: have no rest <laughs> because offensively, as Shady knows, run this oh, play, yes. run yeah. this play, run yeah. this play, run yeah. this play. So defensively, we're scrambling. But football's a team game. It has to work symbiotically, offensively, and defensively. Herbert has amassed incredible offensive statistics, yeah. 35 yeah. passing touchdowns as a rookie. But now he has to understand, let me try to make sure this team succeeds. If that means I'm not going to air it out as much, because remember, that's just a quick three and out, which means the defense is right back on the field. I want Herbert to now see the bigger picture. We know you're incredibly individually talented, but now you have to make it amount to team success. Speaking of being individually talented, we might be witnessing the greatest defensive player of all time. He Patrick, might be. in Micah Parsons. <laughs> well, he had some comments about making it not just into the Hall of Fame, but into the upper room. Incredible comments. You got to hear about him when we return. Where that boy from? Remember, check us out every day on
0: the Fox Sports Channel. Seriously. Come XM. on, J. Harrisburg. you're Harrisburg. Greetings, soccer fans. Are you ready for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup? Because we are. That's right. Australia New Zealand, look out. State of the Union is coming. Off the post, And, in! and we'll be going above and
3: beyond, down under. We'll have new podcast episodes every single match day. USA! USA! So follow Alexi Lalas' State of the Union on the Fox app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Well, Michael Parsons has been rewarding the Cowboys with a start for the ages. He's already a two-time All-Pro and runner-up for Defensive Player of the Year in his first two seasons, but that is not enough if you ask Parsons. He's already talking Hall of Fame. You all got to hear this. That's right. That's right.
0: I don't think I just want to make the Hall of Fame. I just want to be known as one of the greatest Hall of Famers. You know, there's categories to everything. You know, there's good, there's great, and there's like... Perfect. When you talk about me, I don't want to just be mentioned in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's a great accolade, but I want to be one of the greatest in the Hall of Fame.
2: So so nonchalant, Joy Taylor. He doesn't just want to be mentioned in the Hall of Fame. He wants to be perfect, if you will. What was your reaction to those Hall of Fame comments?
1: I love it. Aim high. What's he supposed to come out and say? Well, I just hope I have a nice career and make some money and, you know, maybe we have some postseason success. He's, a, he's going to be the face of the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. moving forward. He's a great young player. You see the material? You see it? He's got everything he needs to do and have the talent and the raw material to become one of the greatest players of all time. Mm-hmm. So why not say it? What, what are you going to a set a, a, a goal low? No, mm-hmm. I'm going a, a dream the biggest, and I know that I'm capable of doing it. Now, will he end up being better than Lawrence Taylor, better than Reggie White? We don't know. But the first step in becoming something that great is believing that you have the potential to do it. So I love that he's saying it.
0: <laughs> yeah, Harrisburg stand up. I loved it. First of all, he's a Harrisburg kid. I'm from Harrisburg. And that's how we talk. We give out crazy work. And as you see, in the first, in the first two years, all he does is give out crazy work. I love when he, when he spoke about this being one of the best of all time in the Hall of Famer. Not just a regular Hall of Famer, but one of the best. I mean... If you look at this, all the great players, especially the players that are similar to him, right? You, you said R- Reggie White, but also Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. That was 40-something years ago. He's the closest thing to Lawrence Taylor. The first two years, first team all pro? As a rookie? Your first year, your second year? Pro Bowl, in first team, your second year? Finishing second and deepest player of the year? This year, he might get deepest player of the year. So I love what Michael Parsons is talking about. I think that when you watch him play, he makes that that Cowboys team different. Yeah. Right? It's like a... You, and, and, and in the third year, I'm looking like he's going to get even better. I watch how I look at some of his college tape in Penn State, right? He wasn't on the edge a lot. No. He's moving around. And then he sits out a whole year. Check this out for a second. He sits out a whole year, then comes to play as a rookie, dominates out, off the gate, dominates. Then in the second year, you're doing the same thing. So if you ask me, I think he's going to be up in that, that, that category of being one of the best Hall of Famers we've ever seen. If it was anybody but Micah Parsons, anybody, okay, I would hate it. Okay. Like hate
2: it because it's Mike. I'm like okay, I get it. Yeah. I I wouldn't necessarily. I don't. I don't necessarily love hearing it, but I get it. Like I've seen so many greats. Alden Smith, for example, Alden Smith played at Mizzou. He was drafted really, really my year, yeah. the year before me. Came out the gate, 33 sacks through two years. He had 19 and a half, I believe, one year, and I think he had 12, 12 and a half, another year. Alden Smith was something crazy. Obviously, off the field happened to him. Um, you think about guys like Joey Bosa, brother of Nick. First two years, 23 sacks, something crazy. Now, Bosa's still a dog. Y'all can look at the the numbers ahead of you. Bosa's still like that. Alvin Smith was like that, but... I'm always thinking about, like, hey, what is it going to take to get to where you want to go? It's almost like focus on your systems, focus on the next day, focus on the next practice, focus on the next step. Then you'll look back and you'll realize you made it into the upper room. But if you just look at the upper room of the Hall of Fame, then you might overlook the next step, the next step, the next step. I don't foresee Micah doing that because of the people he has around him and because of the dog he has inside of him. But anybody but Micah Jordan, I
3: wouldn't have loved it. After the first two years for a player to say that, would feel very profound. But because it's Micah Parsons, Come on now. because the proof is in the pudding, I'm good with it, I love it. I mean, Dan Quinn has told me as much that the guy is as good as anyone, his talent, but more importantly, when you combine the talent with the work ethic yes. and the intelligence, he has all three weapons. Now we were talking before, he's still learning the position. He didn't really rust the pasture. He wasn't an edge guy at Penn State. He's doing everything for that defense. He's the anchor. I would say for me, and I didn't see Lawrence Taylor play, but he's the closest thing to Lawrence Taylor in terms of that hybrid role. You could put him anywhere, and not only will he be great, he'll be flat-out dominant. He's the bell cow of the defense. He's incredibly gifted, but I think, again, you combine that with the work ethic and the overall acumen, you're talking about a generational player. Shady, next step. Where's he from? Hold up. Where's he from? Aliquippa. Hair, <laughs> <Paribaly. laughs> um, Next step for Parsons.
2: What do you think that is? Because he has That's had, I believe, 13 great, and a half or question. 13
0: yeah. and 13 and a half. How did he get to the... What do you think that is for him? I, I think the next step for Parsons is going to be 20-plus sacks. Was on was on the way. Wow. I think that he's going to get the deepest player of the year. Right? And I think that he's going to be the first player in a while to have a chase for that deepest player of the year. Right? Or we, that defense, our, our MVP. MVP. Our, I'm sorry, MVP. As a defensive we're, player. We're, 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 we're so used to seeing the quarterback... Get that award? I think Parsons is the type of dude because not only does he get sacks and gets tackled for losses, he gets you some fumbles to yeah. the crib. He did that. He gets you some know, picks mommy, to yeah, the crib. The dude was yeah. a four. He, he was a four and three. He's freakish. Come on, come on doubt. that's what we do in Harrisburg. We got freakish ass. You got freakish <laughs> But anyway, to be serious, I think that he's the type of player where you could put him anywhere. I was even watching tape on him. He was covering guys. Mm-hmm. So he might get you some picks, f- fumble recoveries. I think he could be MVP.
1: The only thing. Okay and this, this might be out of Micah's control, is when you're talking about the greatest of the greats, what do they have?
0: Rings and things.
1: A couple of them yeah. things. Or at least one of them things. His
0: yeah, quarterback, yeah, yeah.
1: So Micah's been holding up his end of the deal. The defense has been holding up their end of the deal. And everything you're saying is true. And that's why I love what he's saying and think it's possible, because Micah is somebody that influences the game in that way. It's not just that he's a solid piece on defense. He's gonna score for you. He's gonna disrupt the flow of the game. Yes, you have to know where he is at all times. He's really the quarterback of that defense. He has, and he has the potential to change and disrupt an entire game, to stop a game, to save a game, to win a game. He can influence the game like that. Not all players have that ability. So he's that good. But in order for this type of statement to become legitimate, they've gotta win. He has to win a ring.
2: Uh, correct. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I do think we, we throw things around so hyperbolically. Yeah, he's right? the best. He's the best yeah. ever. Superstar, yeah. the greatest we've ever seen. But, Joy, to your point, Von Miller won a ring. Von Miller was on that name of great young players. Von Miller, second most sacks through two years behind only Alden Smith. Von Miller, in my mind, belongs in that upper room as it pertains to this generation. Von Miller not only won a Super Bowl... He won a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, yeah. Then he backdoored and went to the Rams, and everybody proclaimed Aaron Donald because it was Donald's team, and Donald was an absolute beast. But Vaughn also had two sacks in that game. On second down, before Donald's fourth down stop, when Donald does the celebration, Wall. Wall. Von Miller gets a rush. Joe Burrow has to throw the ball away quick. So you think about Deion Sanders. Think about the influence he had. Think about Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas on those Seahawks defenses. Cam they will chance, both sir. get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, I just mentioned them because they'll get into the Hall. If Cam don't get hurt, yeah. he's in the Hall.
0: Defensive players do have the ability see, to do that much, and I think Micah can and he will. I think the difference between Micah and all the other players you talked about is he doesn't have no other help like that. I mean, they got, I, I'm just saying, like, Demarcus Ooh. Lawrence, is, he's a good, right? Good Demarcus player. Lawrence, Dick what, is Diggs is But, but, good. but I, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the strictly rushing the passer. Oh, D- oh, Demarcus Lawrence is good, right? But even when you look at the Rams, you talked about Aaron Donald. But imagine having Aaron Donald plus Von Miller on the same side? Yeah. That's so dangerous. You talked about the Seahawks, all of the, the Legion of Doom, all of them guys. Well, they also had Bobby Wagner. I Come mean, on. They, yeah. So let's take for first 2nd like, I'm not saying anything bad about the Cowboys defense because I think the defense is really, really good. But Michael Parsons really makes that thing go.
1: To be, to be a defensive player and be the first player that you think of when you think of a team mm-hmm. that has as much talent. like to me, when I think of, da- of Dallas, yeah. I'm the first player that You're I only think of that? is Michael. Well, I mean, Dak no, is you, the no, you, you think of Dak first. They're I gotta Dak. be honest. You think yeah. of Dak yes. for, all the, for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> you think of Dak, of course, because Dak is the quarterback. But his, I don't know if Dak's gonna be there in the next two years. I know Micah is. I know Micah is the future. If he's not the face now, he is. He will be the face of that organization for another decade like that's a guy they're not letting out the door
2: yeah i think i'm interested to see what micah can do for that defense dan quinn was the same dc for the seattle seahawks dan quinn knows how to command really good defenses but micah like joy said if you want to get into that upper room it's gonna take probably a a ring or two okay coming up jamar chase joe burrow they are chasing rings but joe burrow had a little bit of a freak injury at camp get this Jamar Chase doesn't think Joe Burrow should play to start the season. Should Burrow take his advice? Can the Bengals afford it? That's next on Speak.
3: Hey, college football fans. Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Anyway, I digress. Okay, this is my favorite topic of the day. Joe Burrow reportedly will be out several weeks after suffering a calf strain a little over a week ago. Well, superstar and top target Jamar Chase does not want to see him rush back, saying he wants his quarterback to be, quote, 100% healthy to play. He also told Burrow they're good as long as he's there after week Five. I co signed this in totality. Um, Schultz, I've seen far too often calves turn into Achilles, mm-hmm. and I'm tired of seeing it. Most notably, we all saw Kevin Durant. Durant. Calf strain turned into an Achilles. My close friend, little brother Jordan Hicks, playing for the Philadelphia Eagles, Super Bowl year. He had a calf strain for three weeks. Go to play Carolina Panthers. He's advised, hey, we need you to play. Rush out there and play. Three plays into that game, pop, there goes the Achilles. I've seen calves turn into Achilles. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see that for Burrow. But can the Bengals afford to be patient with Burrow, given how tough the AFC is?
3: Uh, They can. Really, the question is, will they? Now, there's a couple things here. One is he still hasn't gotten paid, right? So he's going to be, Joe Burrow is, the highest paid player in NFL history. That is no debate. He also has the same agent as Nick Bosa, who's holding out in San Francisco. Mm. You have to wonder if Joe Burrow should even get on the field until he has that deal. Now, to me... I know he's aiming for week one. He's extremely competitive. We all know that. The number one seed is everything in the AFC. Now, we've talked prior to the show that maybe for Cincinnati, they prove they don't need it. Buffalo, the same. But the bottom line is it's been incredibly important to Kansas City's success. Go back last year when the number one seed ran through Arrowhead. Cincinnati has a significant home field. And Burrow, to me, is at the stage in his career where we know he's one of the best three quarterbacks in the league. He's proven it. We talked about Herbert getting there. Burrow is there. Now it's really, does he sit out a couple games? I know they have maybe a somewhat soft stretch to begin the season, but the AFC, specifically the AFC North, is a gauntlet. And you have Pittsburgh chasing you, Baltimore. Cleveland should be good. To me, Joe Burrow, I I would be surprised if he misses time, considering how competitive he is, and even with the calf. I think that deal gets done, and I think he's done the field week one.
0: I think he should take his time. I mean, Jamar Chase, he probably wants his quarterback faster back mm-hmm. than we do, right? And if you look at the schedule that it showed, I mean, the only team I see in the first five games is the Ravens. Mm-hmm. You, got, you play the Browns, you play the Ravens, you play the Rams, the Titans, and the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, five of them games, they are going to beat the Browns. That might be a tough one, but the, the only game I see that they can lose is the Ravens. You, you get your quarterback back. All these other different teams, like, like, like the Chargers, I remember when uh, last year when Herbert got mm-hmm. the, the rib injury, yeah. right? And I was like, man, he has to play because we don't know what they can do without him, right? We, we don't know what it looks like. And I think that going forward, because it's always about the playoff seedings. Where the Bengals, if, maybe if they lose a, a couple of games early, you need, you need Herbert, or not Herbert. You need Barrow healthy because going forward, they can win games in the playoffs. They don't have to be the number one seed. We watched them go down at the Arrowhead they, and beat the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs, yeah. right? They go to the Super Bowl. Two so ago, yeah. then we just watched them beat the, the, the Bills in, Buffalo. in the Buffalo. And listen, I played in Buffalo. It's hard to win there. It's cold and it's loud. And if you could get Joe Burrow healthy 100%, they could beat any team anywhere.
1: Mm. <sighs> I'm so torn because I fully agree. These type of injuries can turn into a disaster Quick. really quickly. So I hesitate to rush anyone back from them because you don't want it to become something much worse. Mm-hmm. And, as you guys know, you, you kind of need rest. <laughs> like one of the biggest factors for these types of injuries is not doing anything at all. It's like letting it heal. But it's the NFL. This isn't the NBA. This isn't baseball. This isn't hockey. No load management. You, you, can't, you can't just you know trick off a couple games in any capacity, particularly in the AFC. So, yeah, you know, Cleveland, that's a division game. It's going to be tough. I think tough, it's going to be tough. Baltimore, be tough. we know that's going to be tough. All right, so we don't think the Rams are going to be that good,
2: but Titans going to be tough.
1: How good is Cincinnati without their franchise quarterback? It, 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 on paper, like we can go down like psh, Rams, psh, Tennessee, psh, Arizona. Any of these teams could beat them. They could beat them at their strength. This is the NFL. It's it's any given Sunday for a reason. So if he's healthy enough to play, depending, of course, that he's paid. Let's he's assume paid, the deal. Let's got, assume the deal If he's deal not paid, he shouldn't do anything. But if he is paid, assuming he does have the contract, if he's healthy enough, he is feeling healthy enough, I feel like you do have to play. If there's any question at all, any question at all, you don't. But I, I just, I really hesitate to play the on paper, this team's not good, da-da-da. If you don't have your, your well, starting quarterback, so, how good are you?
0: Let me ask you, okay, so let, let's say they go two and three, the first mm-hmm. five, can we say that? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, okay, yeah. without Joe Burrow, let's say two and five. Yeah. Let's not forget, last year they ran off, what, 10 in a row? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they had moments where when, when, they got, when they got Joe healthy and everything was rolling, they went
1: 10 that, in a row. That is a slow start. Here's also. what's fascinating,
0: so, though.
2: They lost to the Steelers last year week one. Fourth uh, picks. Lost to Cooper Rush and the Cowboys mm-hmm. week two. Mm-hmm. Those two losses came back to haunt them in the playoffs because, for That's, obvious reasons, Arrowhead and Kansas City ends up getting the one seed instead of the Bengals. Now, to Shady's point, the Bengals have beaten whoever, wherever, wherever. whenever. They do or- not care. But we all know it is easier to beat the Chiefs if you will beat the Chiefs at home than on the road.
1: But also, keep in mind, this is a new year. There's going to be a really good team that misses the playoffs.
2: Yep. You don't want it to be you. (laughs) You don't want it to be you. Look at this
1: this division. Let's let's say Cleveland is what they're supposed to be. Yep. Let's say they're what they're supposed to be. That means it's, it's Baltimore, Cleveland, and Cincinnati are really legitimate teams with top Pittsburgh five team. talent right. quarterbacks. Yes, and you know Pittsburgh's going to be good. Like, that's the toughest division of football, obviously. I just don't mention the Steelers because we don't know how, how sure. what kind of level Kenny Pickett's going to be on this year. I think he'll be better, but we know what Joe Burrow is, we know what Deshaun Watson is, and we know what Lamar Jackson is. So again, that worked last year, but every year is a new year. And we know there's going to be a team that misses the playoffs who is a good team. So, yeah. yes, we can look year to year and say, OK, they didn't need the postseason or they you know, had this losing streak and were able to make it back. But is that a game that you really want to play? Because, again, what is Cincinnati without Joe Burrow?
3: The worst injury in sports is an Achilles, right? It is. No doubt about Bruh. it. That's the, new That's yeah. the worst injury it's, in freaking like. Yeah. It's like two years. Yeah. Right? It's the so, worst. So I am with Acha when you say I want to be conservative, and I am with Jamar Chase. Houdet is a crazy home field, that jungle. I, to me, if, you, if your doctors are telling you that he's good to go and he gets his money, which he will, then let's go. Week one. Nah. Here's why. On, y'all
2: y'all got to remember. He got hurt in practice.
3: Yeah. And like the second day He had a sleeve on. And he had a sleeve That's like, fair. Let's use
2: context clues, That's America. Fair. Use context clues at home. He got home in the second or third day of practice when you ain't been doing that in all no summer. No contact. It's like all summer all you've been doing is whatever you want to do. So if you get hurt on the second or third day of practice and you, have, you don't have the accrued pain and wear no. and tear of the summer, imagine what's going to happen in a game. Right. You got hurt when you know you can't hit the quarterback. Now imagine what he's going to do when Miles Garrett is chasing him on the flip sides of Darius Smith. That's week one. Uh, Los Angeles uh, uh, Rams, Aaron Donald's chasing him. Oh, that's week three. Like, imagine what you got to do then. So that's why I'm with you, 2-5. It's like, I'm just, I'm sitting, I'm chilling until the alternatives is Trevor Simeon.
3: Who... You're assuming he's gonna win two out of five games. We don't know that. Two out of yeah, two out of five.
2: Well, here's the thing. Remember, to Joy's point, who, who's a backup, who's good with the backup quarterback? Cardinals are playing their backup quarterback. Yep. My guy, Colt yep. McCoy, he's gonna be playing. Tennessee Titans, all their starters are to some degree backups,
3: because we don't know who they play. But Cleveland, Deshaun, yep. Baltimore, Lamar, Stafford's healthy in LA. Yeah, it's gonna to be tough. So it's gonna to be tough. But I just, I just think if he if you can wait it out, right? If you can let's say you win
0: one of them games. My thing is this. They can win multiple games in a row. They did it. They, they won, did it. They That's won 10 true. in a row last year, right? And then. But they didn't have home field. But here's my thing though. And if you, think, if you think of, like, okay, the playoffs, what team you think can beat the Chiefs right now in the AFC? Bengals. You see what I'm saying? The only team we can just say with so much confidence is the Bengals, because they did it already. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, a couple of times. I, you see what I'm saying? Now, I think that the, that the Chiefs are a better team, but that doesn't matter, because every time they play, majority of the time. Dog fight. The Bengals win that game. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, if you don't even get home uh, field advantage, but you got Joe Burrow that's healthy now. Yeah, you, 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 you uh, gave up and sacrificed some five games, but now you got Joe Burrow for the whole season that's healthy. And when he's healthy, he's the most dangerous quarterback that's not named Patrick Mahomes. That's the truth. That's the truth. It's You're confident. a risk, though. What's that? It's, it's actually a risk on both sides. It is. It's it a risk is. waiting and it's a risk it's waiting. waiting. So, so, yeah, hold up. So, y'all don't think that. So, let's say they go 0, 0 and 5 without Joe Burrow and he comes back. you don't think they can run him off? They could, but it's not ideal. I don't think
1: they're making the playoffs if so they go 0 and 5. It's never
0: happened before. So, if anything can do it, I think it's the Bengals. That is fair.
2: If it's any the is the Bengals. But to Joy's point, if you go 0 and 5, remember when You're you dead. show up, you've you got three straight playoff teams the Seahawks, who mm-hmm. I believe is a dark horse for one yeah. of the best teams in the NFC, the Niners, who are obviously one of the best teams in the That's NFC, and then the Bills, That's who the brutal. last three years
0: have been the second best team in. Football, the Buffalo Bills are. I want five is extreme. I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. you, they, they should one and
3: four. You're still you're should, practically they, dead. They, I think
0: they should go two and three. I think that,
3: that's uh, a, I agree. Legit,
0: it works,
1: and then they can ball after that. I I mean, yeah, I hear you. Like if that if you're telling me right now, a scenario is they're 100% going two and three, and he could come back 100% healthy. I would sign up for that, but. I look at the absolute worst case scenario and the absolute best case scenario. Best case scenario, your backup comes in, wins every game. Worst case scenario, he comes in and you all lose every game. Yeah. And can you dig yourself out of the worst case even losing every game or, or going one and four? Can you but dig yourself
2: out of Joy, that? Joy, though, now that you've tasted winning with Burrow, my fear is I don't want to lose him for an extended period. What nobody talks Today about sports, nobody talks about the fact that, just like we say, Mahomes, five straight AFC championship games. We say that and you hear it. It mm, resonates dude, in your that's, head. That's crazy. Every year is Burrow healthy. Every year that Burrow's healthy, he's in the AFC championship game. The year he wasn't was his rookie year when he got hurt. I don't want to see no more hurt Joe Burrow. Like, what Joe Burrow has done in a smaller size is just as impressive as what Mahomes has done. Two years, Super Bowl, and then the AFC Championship game again. So when Burrow's healthy, you can write him right in there, too. Like, you can write in Pat, Jordan.
3: Wouldn't you argue, though, then, with that in mind, he is the franchise for the next decade plus. The dude should not be on the field until that thing is signed. Oh, no, no. Oh, he, he, he know, know that, no, though. He's he going to get that knows. thing signed before he... But are you yeah. saying... No, I'm saying he did practice. I don't even want him on oh, the field. Oh, no,
1: no, 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 He shouldn't be doing anything at all until it's signed. The, the only
2: reason I don't care, I would agree, the only reason I don't care, and unfortunately Dave Hellman beat me over the head with this, and then we saw it literally with Lamar. Lamar Jackson, he got hurt in a legitimate injury, like PCL injury. He missed the last six games, plus the playoff game. He got the deal highest paid at the time. Dak Prescott, he oh, breaks angry. his yeah. leg, yeah. freaking fr- fractured fibula. He gets the highest paid deal, four years, 160 million dollars. He'll see all of that. Plus, he'll get paid more. So after what we've seen in the last three years with Dak and with Jackson, Burrow will get his money because Burrow has done more than Lamar and Dak and went to a worse organization. So I'm really not tripping. I feel y'all, but I'm just not tripping.
3: Yeah. To put it in context, I, I spoke to a rival GM about Burrow. Is there any doubt at all because of the injury? And he said, if there's anybody you're not worried about, it's Joe Burrow. I mean, he has proven mm. it. So, he, he'll he get the money. I think he plays week one.
0: <sighs> I,
3: won't, I won't mess with
0: that. And then, like, you put your quarterback in a bad situation. If he's not 100% healthy. And he's not like it's a regular quarterback. He's the best thing that happens to the Bengals franchise.
1: No, I mean, if he's, he not, he if he's not 100%, there's no question. you yeah, can't play one. The, like The
2: guy? crazy thing is, and Shady, you had a calf. Joy, I don't know if you've had a calf injury or not. Though That's the type of injury where, like, you think you're a hundred percent because you feel a hundred percent, and then it pops. Like yeah. so, to say if somebody's a hundred percent or not, it's not like you know a, a headache, or it's not like a broken thumb or somewhere. Like I know I'm not a hundred. You think you a hundred until you try to push off, until you try to plant, until Miles Garrett's coming at you, and you try to go with that spin move and pop. It, show the play one more time, Burrow getting injured, because I just want y'all to see how it sneaks up on him. It's not like he was like, oh. He's chilling. He in the pocket. Scams left, pump. Scams right, He scrambling.
0: Boom. Yeah, nah. Like, he thought he was 100% that play, So and now, look. I mean, th- you're, with the way you saying it, though, I mean, that's just football. Yeah. Like, if you feel 100%, go out there and play. But you,
3: you can't. You but I know. Your, if Joe Burrow says, I'm good to go, coach. If Zach Taylor, I mean, what, what I are mean, you doing? I mean, but Joe
1: Burrow's had a significant injury before yeah. you know he knows what it's like to come back from that that's so once a player has been injured like that I trust them to know their body even more than somebody who hasn't suffered an injury like that because they know what it's like to do all the rehab to miss the time to not be able to have their body fully functioning I think he's going to take it seriously I don't think he's like I know you have different feelings about protecting players from yourself from themselves and you do to some degree but like Shady said, if you, if you 100, feel 100%, yeah.
0: you gotta. You can't. Yeah, if he said, I'm 100%, coach, let's play, who are you to they say? will play. I'm him. gonna say, but who are we to say you can't play? The doctor. How does. But see, this, hold up, there's arguments we have. How can a doctor tell me I'm 100%? <laughs> about, I can't or right, can't go. A MRI, scan? What do you so, mean? So, when, when you talk about Kevin Durant. Yep. I'm sure when he had his scan and all that, it looked like he was good to go. It's, You're not gonna put your player out there if they don't look good to go.
2: Yeah, but you know, Shady, because you've had ribs, you've had caps, you've had all the things. All of it. Where it's like, hey, can you go? And if you say, yeah, I can go, but there is a point. I remember we're playing the Cowboys on Thanksgiving 2014. I tore my groin against the Titans four days prior. Um, this is a game you went crazy. We end up winning 30 to six on Thanksgiving. I'm in Dallas. <laughs> I'm in Dallas. It was a year that I was a rotational starter with uh, Casey Matthews, so I really want to play Thanksgiving. Everybody watching. Before the game, true story, I'm warming up uh, in front of Howie Roseman, general manager, linebacker coach Rick Minner, Billy David, linebacker coach Rick Minner, Billy Davis, defensive coordinator, and Jeffrey Lurie, owner, standing at a distance. So they take me through every drill, every drill. Back pedal break at 45. Back pedal break at 90. Back pedal turn pirouette. Cover three drop. All the things. Coach looks at me like, "You good to go?" Yeah, I'm good to go. I wasn't good to go at all, but it's Dallas. I gotta play. Yeah, I'm good to go. Linebacker coach pulled me aside. DC pulled me aside and he said, "Hey, you are a break glass if needed player. Like we're not playing you this
0: game." Did you pass the scan on my question? I passed it. I passed everything. If I say so, but, you, I, but
2: I should not have
0: been on that well, field as my.
2: But you, you but you didn't play, I, right? I, no, yeah. because I, I, I couldn't run. But the, I legitimately
0: but, couldn't but, run. But, but, I but could the, pass
2: the but test. But the question but I was,
0: run. if you pass the test. Right? This skin, all these doctors. That's my question. All these big, thick glasses, doctors. Yeah. see, right over there, all the notes. And you pass it. And Joe says, hey, coach, yeah, you heard what the doc said. I'm 100% ready to roll. Can I play? How can you tell that man no? Since he a little kid, he probably dreamed to do this. <laughs> yeah. You get what I'm saying? That, that's a hard situation. That's a hard, it's a very hard yeah. situation I'm out, I'm out there. In.
2: I just hope Joe Burrow
0: is healthy because uh,
2: Joe Burrow is better for the National Football League and yeah, obviously true. the Bengals. All right, speaking of getting paid, coming up, it is time to decide whether these big time players should get paid or the team should oh, just let them play God. their deal out. Dak Prescott, Jonathan Taylor, Chris Jones, Nick Bosa, C.D. Lamb. The names go on and on and on. We're talking about the superstars. Should you pay it out or let them play it out? That's next.
0: Let's be honest. Let's be honest.
2: Superstar players are up for either getting extra money or being forced to play a little bit longer on their deal. We're going to focus on four superstar big-name players pending contract situations. Time to play payout, meaning you either pay them now or play out. Meaning, let them play out the rest of their deal and make them earn that money a little bit longer. Focusing on four players. First player, you already know, Dak Prescott. After this year, he's out of guaranteed money. It's one of the sneakiest storylines in all of football. No more guaranteed money for Dak Prescott. Cowboys are in reports saying them and Dak are talking about a new contract. Shady. Oh. My. So the Cowboys pay out, or should Dak Prescott have to play it out?
0: Play it out. Like let him play his way out the door. All right. Give him his walking papers. It's over. When I look at that Prescott, like, what have you done in the last seven years? What has he done? What's he accomplished? They can't get past the divisional round, right? Last year, he had seven Pro Bowls on the team. He had an all-pro wide receiver and a Pro Bowl running back. And you've seen what happened. They get to the 49ers. They couldn't win. And the defense played great. So if you ask me, I'm not being biased. I'm just being honest. He hasn't done enough to keep him there. Let him walk out.
1: You got to play it out. I I know the scenario of the money moving forward is a nightmare. There's a lot of dead cap money, but you can figure out ways to move on from a contract. We've seen huge contracts that everyone thought were immovable objects get sent across the country. So it it is possible to move on from Dak Prescott if he doesn't get it done this year. But I do think with the roster that they have right now, I mean, you you have Have to to see what you have in Dak Prescott. Have
3: to. I'm going play it out. I think with Dak Prescott, there's a couple things. Number one, to Shady's point, he needs to have sustained playoff success. They have all the weapons there. I'm, I've am i been critical of Mike McCarthy. This is pressure on him as well. The bottom line is CeeDee Lamb is a superstar. Tony Pollard is on his way to becoming one of the best running backs in the league. They have a really good offensive line. They still need to pay Zach Martin. They still need to pay CeeDee Lamb. They just paid Diggs. Dak, play it out. If he has a great year, you take care of him next season. Okay, from the offensive
2: side to the yeah. defensive side, we all talk about the Chiefs, and rightfully so, we focus on Patrick Mahomes. But Chris Jones, superstar defensive tackle, one of the best defensive tackles in football, the best not named Aaron Donald over the last several years. He wants more money. He's holding out of camp right now, America. Chady, should the Chiefs pay out, or Chris Jones have to play it out?
0: Shane, ching, ching, you got to pay Chris. You got to pay him. Listen, Brett Veach is a, is a general manager over I've known him for a long time in Philadelphia. Smart guy. You gotta get this deal done. I've been there with the Chiefs, and as great as they are on offense with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid, it's one piece they're missing, mm. and that's Chris Jones. And he makes that thing go. When you need stops, he's the one that's gonna get it done for you. You gotta pay him. I can't see the Chiefs having that Super Bowl or even an AFC Championship game if Chris Jones is not there.
1: Yeah, you got to pay this, man. What was the point of Patrick Mahomes giving you this flexibility if you're not going (laughs) to keep the pieces that you need there? When you think of the Chiefs, you think of Patrick Mahomes. You think of Travis Kelsey. Who's the next player that you think of? He's a guy that he gave you the flexibility and the money to keep there. You got to get it done. Yes, we know what that offense is capable of, but you need stops as well. And it's not going to happen if he's not in the building.
3: Perennial all-world Chris Jones. He's 29. <laughs> That's right. He's smacked dab in the middle of his career. Pay the man. It's a no-brainer. Now, the question becomes, what is it? I think he wants Aaron Donald money, not mm. Quinn Williams money. I believe this deal gets done before the end of the uh, training camp. And I believe Chris Jones is gonna become the highest paid defensive player in the league, not named Nick Bosa.
2: Ooh, bold, bold, bold. I like that a lot. Well, look, Jonathan Taylor is not trying to become the highest paid player in the league. He just wants to be one of the highest paid running backs. He's in the final year of his contract with the Colts. Remember, he had over 2,000 scrimmage yards just two years ago. Shady, you know a lot about the running back position. You're one of the greatest to ever play the game at that
0: position. What should the Colts do? Should JT get paid, or should they make him play it out? Jonathan Taylor? Listen, I don't know if you guys gamble, but I play blackjack. That's called 21. When you get an ace and you get a 10, you tell the 21. dealer, pay out! You pay out! Pay that man <laughs> no out! insurance. He's the best player on the team. I'm going to say it right now, and he's obviously the best offensive player. The best, the best friend to a rookie quarterback is what? A running game. Pay your running back, please. Pay him at the top of the market because he's that good. You got to pay him out. Got to.
1: You got to do it. He's he, he's too important to what you're building there with that team. Shay just said it. You have a rookie quarterback. But also, what else do you have at the position? You got Kenyon Drake, who just signed last week. Zach Moss is currently out with a broken arm. You have Deion Jackson, who has 81 career rushes, and you have an, a rookie in Evan Hall. You got to pay this man. You you need him outside of, like, it being good for the team and Anthony Richardson. Forget all that. He's one of the best, if not the best, at the position. And you need his position. You're not winning anything without him there. Y'all changed
3: my mind. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say pay him.
1: Oh! I'm going to say... You want to say not pay him? I, I, I
3: was thinking... We would have wrestled on stage. No, but you know what? I have the running back right next to me. One of my favorites, by the way. I can't say don't pay Jonathan Taylor. He, he is elite. Now, I know he was unhealthy last season. I know he's had injuries the last year. But... He is the impetus to the entire office. Yes. I believe wholeheartedly, as does everyone in that building, that Anthony Richardson is the future. If you're investing in your future right now with AR, why not pay your proven commodity mm. next mm. to him in the backfield? Well I
2: said. Agree. I see you changing minds, Joy and Shady. Okay, let's move on back to the quarterback. Man. Jared Goff. Made the Pro Bowl last year. Remember, the Rams shipped him out of L.A., sent him to Detroit. Thought he was just going to be there to die, but he's helped revive the Lions. However, his deal currently ranked 15th amongst quarterbacks, $33 million this year. Shady, should the Lions pay out, or should they make Garrett
0: Goff play it out? Should I pay out? out? I'm going to say pay him out. Pay the man out. When I I look at the Lions, there's so many other positions that they need help with. I think quarterback is not one of those positions. He did a great job last year. Dan Campbell, he challenged him last year, right? We want to see more from golf. And what did he do? He delivered. We all can say this. We're very optimistic watching the Lions going forward. So, And that the big part of that is, is uh is the Goff. quarterback, Jared Goff.
1: Here's the thing about the Lions. They're going up, right? They're not there yet. Mm-hmm. They're not there yet. Is it just a bunch of scrappy play? Is it just... Like, we look and see things that we like. Jared Goff had a nice season last year, but when you're talking about becoming a legitimate contender in the NFC, Jared Goff's going to have to be a part of that, but they have to take the next step. They haven't done that yet. So, to me, I think it's played out. They are kind of in no man's land. They're not going to be bad enough to get a rookie, but will they be good enough to justify it? I think you have to find out this year. This year is the year that the Lions need to step up.
3: So, I would pay Jared Goff. 29 TDs last year, 7 picks, 7 picks. He was really good, quietly. Now, MCDC, Motor City, Dan Campbell, okay. that's his guy. They drafted Hendon Hooker. I think he's going to be a good player. But Jared Goff right now is probably one of the more underrated quarterbacks in all of football. I agree. And you think about this. This is the first time in the history of Ford Field, 21 years, that they have sold-out season tickets. Yep. I'm not saying golf is the only reason he's not, but he's certainly one of them. And if you have that trajectory pointing up, there's a lot of hype on Detroit. Sure. Your quarterback is probably the most important player, certainly one of them. I think they need to pay him. I'm not sure they will.
2: Here's my question, though, to all What's of y'all. I just I oh, stuck over okay. here two Let's go over here. I'm not the only one that's shady around here. Here's uh, my question <laughs> to everybody, though. The Detroit Lions are in a very pivotal position this year. I do believe if Dan Campbell wins, everybody's all in, they're all committed. But if the Lions regress, take a step back, maybe go 7-10, and 6-11 okay. for whatever would, reason. Yeah. I think Campbell's gone. Yeah. I think Goff would be gone. So how can you, and Jordan, I'll come back to you on this one. How can you pay Goff, commit to him for another three or so years, when I believe this is the year
3: that will dictate the future of the Detroit Lions? No, I think you're right, and that's why I don't think they're going to pay him, I'm saying what I would do. Also, the Rams did a lot of the heavy lifting on that deal, so Detroit really hasn't been faced with it yet. Mm-hmm. The Rams took care of a lot of it. I would say they have a lot of talent around him. so they, they draft Gibbs, they draft Sam Laporta, who's gonna be yep. a star at yep. tight end. I heard. Jameson that, so. Williams is really good. Amon Ross St. Brown, they, they have weapons, right? So to me, they put him in a great position, and that kind of adds fuel to the fire of, let's see what he does one more year as really the guy. I, I would be surprised if Detroit paid him. I think, though, when a guy performs like that, there wasn't a lot of expectations. He didn't necessarily have a ton of help. He took – he really – like, that was his best season by far, even better than the Super Bowl season in L.A. So I would pay him. I just – I think they will wait. I think you're right. I think the biggest issue we're forgetting is that they had the worst defense in
0: football last year. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, we have a quarterback that is serviceable. He's doing a good job, right? We, you just talked about all the offensive weapons that they just added to him, and they're all young. It's the defense. Instead of worried about should we should we get should we pay golf or get rid of no you pay him because you got the quarterback and you go work on the defense because that's the team that they, that's the part they really need. But here's with. my my issue though joy is golf got them here but can he get them there?
2: Meaning he's gotten them to nine and eight but can he get them to eleven and six and playoff wins? He couldn't do it for the Rams and Sean McVay maybe the most brilliant went to Super Bowl went to Super Bowl. Yeah. But clearly he wasn't enough because Sean McVay was like, yo, I'm good on him. Well, and then instantly won a Super Bowl.
1: I think I think the Lions would take a Super Bowl appearance, though. Yes. It like, would take a playoff win. I was about say a playoff oh. win. But so to me, I, I agree. I don't know if Jared Goff's capable of doing that without Sean McVay because we haven't seen it and we saw him before Sean McVay. True. But that's why I'm like right here with the Lions. I like the direction they're going. I thought they were... They, they, they improved a lot last year. I had a lot of questions about Dan Campbell and if he's the guy. And I think this year is the year that they have to answer all those questions. Now, it might be prudent for Detroit to get a deal done with him so that it can be more team-friendly, more flexible. If you, obviously, if you pay a player before they have a big year, it's easier to negotiate. So maybe it makes sense to do that, to pay him, because I don't think you're going to get much better than him at this particular point. But I'm still, I'm still stuck in this no-man's land with Detroit where, okay, Maybe you don't regress, but maybe that's not enough to get to the playoffs again. Correct. That's so, where I'm so, at. so, are you are you are you going to stay in the same position you're in, which is competitive and interesting, and uh, there's a little bit of hype? Or are you actually going to take this the next step and start making it to the playoffs and winning playoff games?
2: And, Shady, can golf get you there? You made a great point about the defense, but remember, they stole your former Philadelphia Eagles, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Okay. He's a safety right now. I believe Emmanuel Mosley, they added he him to the quarterback yep. position. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they did really shore up that secondary. They moved Jeff Okuda, I believe, to the Atlanta Falcons. Unfortunately, yeah, he, he just left. got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they did what they needed to do. They overdrafted a linebacker, Jack, Jack Campbell. Campbell, out of Iowa. Yes, they Completely did. Completely overdrafted. Right. He's yeah. a good he's yeah. a
3: player, though. Good player, yeah. but but, yeah.
2: Completely over. So they are doing defensively, I think, what they think they have to do. You believe golf can get, take them where they want to go?
0: I think so. I mean, it's the reason why every, every week we see, oh, man, they're getting better. Oh, they're getting closer. Every week. Yeah. And I, I never was the type to, like, root for the Lions. I mean, I was a Barry Sanders fan. But other than that, they weren't a winning team. Mm-hmm. Right? And every year they get better and better and better. That's why Dan Campbell is still there. Yeah. That's why they didn't fire him because we thought he might get fired. No, they can see the fight. When I look at like teams that don't do well and, and they get fired, it's like, okay, why, sh- why should we keep you? Yeah. But when you ask that about the Lions, about Dan Campbell, you say, man, this team is scrappy. They yeah. fight to, 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 the, to the last whistle. They're getting better and better and better. I think with this young group on offense, with Golf, right, can. I think he can take these guys to a playoffs. I can see it. Shady. And I think they can win that division.
2: Coming up, there's a player who could be the missing piece for a Super Bowl team. Me?
0: No. I can come back. No. Let me take him bl- back. Let
2: me take it. Dalvin Cook, four oh, straight 1,000 okay. okay. yard season. Okay. The Jets want him desperately. The Miami Dolphins need him. Where should he go? He could dictate a Super Bowl, and we will discuss it next on Speed. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Not you. All right, family. We are all waiting for this to see where Dalvin Cook will land. Four-time Pro Bowler. He visited Aaron Rodgers and the Jets last week, but. What about the Dolphins? Superstar Tyree Kill said his team, the Dolphins, are all about winning. And adding Cook would fuel them for to become better. Shady, let's talk about this. Dalvin Cook, four straight Pro Bowl seasons. But most importantly, y'all know how hard it is to do what he's done. Four straight 1,000 yard. Seasons. Yeah, Very good. hard in this day and age. You yes. got to be healthy, you got to be consistent, and you got to be talented. Shady, where should Dalvin Cook go? Is it the Dolphins? Is it the Jets? What's the better fit?
0: You know, it's funny. As I spoke to him last week about this, and he was like, either it's going to be the Jets, it's going to be the Dolphins. And I didn't, I didn't give him who I thought he should go with, because, you know, I can do that sometimes. Well, I just let him talk about it. But I would love to see him with the Dolphins. That's attracting me for real. Yeah. Like, when people talk about that speed and, and be able to uh, create the, the, the space at wide receiver, it's the same thing for running backs. Because now, when, when Mike McDaniel is, is, is dicing it up and he's so creative with getting players in the open field, when, when you have the wide receivers that you do have, now you get a running back in there. Now you could do so many of them fake screens and then you throw a screen to the running back. And one thing about Cook is he's so fast, he don't need much. He gets going, that's to the crib. So I just look at the offense, if you put a guy like Dalvin Cook in that system, with all the wide receivers that he has, and all the speed, all the spacing, and the coaching, They'll be dangerous, and you could do more with less. Like you don't have to have. See, with, with, with the with the um, Vikings, he got the ball a lot. You don't need the ball that much to, to, to be productive with the type of uh, um, dynamic offense they have with the Dolphins. Mm, yeah, 14, 15 carries, if that.
1: Hundred yards. And those those weapons open things up for a player yes, they like to pew. Head right down the field, nice and hot down there, keep the muscles warm, and take off. Fr- I like He's from the Dolphins. there. He yep. is. Yes, so just come on, come on home. Come on back down, 305. Uh, they also need him. The Dolphins were not good at rushing the ball last yeah. year. Now, part of that is the scheme, obviously, but they were 25th in rushing yards and 19th in rushing average last year. That could help a player like Tua to be able to have a more dynamic and balanced offense. Tua is going to have to stay healthy this year and stay upright. Having a strong run game, having a home run hitter like Dalvin Cook is in that offense, to me, makes a lot of sense. Look, the Jets is a good fit, too. I don't think he's not going to have success if he goes to New York, and I think New York could use him as well. Obviously, Brees Hall isn't back, but I like the Dolphins' fit more for Dalvin Cook.
3: So I love the Miami fit because of the misdirection. Yes. All the window dressing that you can do with Mike McDaniel, but... They also love Devon H.A., by the way. He's going to be special. I'm telling yes. you, this guy can flat out fly electric. But I'm going to say the Jets. I'm going to say the Jets. They, Brees Hall's coming back from the ACL. They have a brutal first six games of the season. They start with Buffalo. And think about going from Cousins to Rodgers. Rodgers, his ability to get the ball quick and find running backs. He, he, Dalvin can catch the football. 12th in the league since 2017 in terms of running back catches. He will catch 40 balls if you need him. I'm not saying he needs to. You think about that offense with Garrett Wilson, how good he is. They add Alan Lazard, Dalvin Cook, he gives them an entirely new dimension. And you, he does. you bring back a healthy Brees Hall, and now you add Dalvin Cook. And to me, the Jets, the, the sky's the limit for them. So I would love to see him in New York. And there's also pressure on them to start hot. You don't want to start the Aaron Rodgers era two and four. Can't do it. I, I agree with Shady and
2: Joy, but for very different reasons. I think you go to Miami because in Miami, all of those running backs understand their role with Raheem Mostert three weeks ago during a, a, an award season here, and was talking to him running back for the Miami Dolphins. He's always been running back by committee. Jeff Wilson, running back for the Dolphins, has always been running back by committee. A-Chain, third round pick, beast out of Texas A&M. He's a rookie and a mm-hmm. third round pick. He understands his role. But if you go to New York, yeah, you might be the guy, but Brees Hall, as Shady knows, was the second round pick last year, 36 overall, and he's him. coming back to his seat. He's coming back to his chair. He is supposed to be the man at running back in New York with the Jets. If you go to Miami, then Dalvin Cook can ride out the rest of his career there. I think he's 27, going on mm-hmm. 28. You can play three more years there. Nobody's coming for your throne. But if you go to New York, mm-hmm. the second Brees Hall get back healthy, hey, young, hey, old butt, not even young but hey, OG, I'm, I'm gonna need those reps. When they say one's up, they say one's up in Miami, it's whatever. Dalvin could go up there four straight Pro Bowl seasons. Most ain't tripping. Most knows his role. Jeff Wilson knows his role. Hey, Chain, he a third-round pick. He'll play special teams. He knows his role. He'll be a gadget guy. When they say one's up, first team up, for those that don't know, one's up in New York and Brees is ready? If Brees got to hold his helmet on the sideline, no, 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 I no. The point, though. And, Shade, you can speak to that. Yeah. Like, it's a different no, type I, of beat. It
0: is because, like, uh, as players, everybody knows the role. But if two guys feel like, well, it's my, I'm the guy. I'm the guy for this team. That's when chaos starts mm-hmm. compared to in Miami. They kind of know their roles. All the other Everybody. guys kind of backups, and, and, and they'll welcome Cook. Okay, here's your seat. You're the guy. Yep. And I, I do think that, like, first of all, he's from there. That matters, too. And right now, the situation with the running backs is the money. How much is he going to make? You know, A-Rod, A- you know, he gave back 35 million dollars, mm-hmm. hopefully, to bring in some more talent. But that's New York taxes. <laughs> that's New York taxes. I remember my, my first big uh, payday. Well, not my first But one of my paydays yeah. in Buffalo, they gave me 16 in the first year. I'm like, 16? I got eight. <laughs> like, seven, something. I'm like, wow, New York. So, you go to Miami, it's way different. So, even if they give you, I don't know, five or six or seven million dollars, whatever they give you, you want to make more down Miami. Yeah, why not? If it's two good teams,
3: if I got to pick up, what's the difference, go with the money. He's going to make more money in Miami. He has a torn labrum that he finally repaired. Yeah. First time he's healthy, really, in three years. That's going to matter. Um, he's a really good player. I know he's. He's not maybe what he was three years ago, whatever. He's a really good player. And you think about Miami, if he were to be there. Mike McDaniel is going to make this guy do. He's going to give him this is his new toy. Yeah, he's going to give. He's a joystick. He's going to give him opportunities that he never had in Minnesota. I agree. Joy, you think Dalvin Cook can take the Dolphins, your
2: Dolphins, over the hump? They were very close last year, and when Tua was there, I believe Tua eight and three as a starter started no, no. eight and three rather. Dalvin Cook, he can elevate that running game. Do you think he can take them over the hump, or what can he do to move them up a rung? in that tough, muddied AFC. I
1: mean, I just would like to see them have a more explosive run game. I, obviously, we know what they have on the outside. They have the fastest and, and in my opinion, the best, one of the best receivers in the league in, in Tyreek Hill. But their speed, like Shady said, this, is, this fits the type of, of game that they have. They're not a, a grunt-grind type of team. It's, it's quick, Tua accuracy, and speed up, up the field. So, I mean, if the Dolphins are going to get over the hump, it's going to be because of Tua but why not add a piece that has an ability that fits what you do and that is a home run hitter. You know what he has. Running back by committee is, is fine, but I think that works in certain situations and it's a more developed team that is more established where that works. So I would like to see him there, and I think he would be very better. Speed kills, too. Yes. Speed, Speed,
0: definitely
2: kills. Shady,
1: kills. lastly, you went, to,
2: you went to Buffalo. You started in Philly. But then you got to play in the heat in Tampa, Tampa. at the end. Mm-hmm. How much does that factor in? Because the Jets, remember, Dalvin Cook played in the Dome in Minnesota. Yeah. But but now the Jets outside Miami, down south, it, the it, matter? it,
0: it won't affect him because, uh, so in all seasons, we all train around the same area. So I watch him train, right? We train in the same areas, and uh, he's used to it. Him and his brother, they're all out there running at the hot sun. Now, me, I might take a break, you know, just because I'm not from there. But he's from Miami. He, he'll be used to that. He'll what be, about the cold of he'll New be, York? Will that factor in, I'm saying? Like, oh, do you weigh in? Yeah, I know when I was a high no, schooler, no, no,
2: I weigh in like, man, I'd rather play in the South. than no. I wanted to go to Michigan, I was like, ah, Texas is down South. I'm going to stay at Texas. That,
0: does that factor in? That's a great question. Wow. I, I think that does also. I remember, like, uh, in Buffalo, when we played, like, the Dolphins late in the year, right, and they're not making the playoffs. Well, back then they made the playoffs. But anyway, they didn't want to play. It's cold. They don't want to get on the ground. They don't want to get hit. They don't want to play tough because it's so cold. So that is a factor. I didn't think about that. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We will a, see what he does. Yep. Well, speaking of
2: seeing things, Netflix quarterback that's lining up the second season of the show. But so many quarterbacks are saying no. Is that a huge mistake for some of these NFL stars to be turning down quarterback? We will weigh in next on C. Patrick Mahomes and Kirk Cousins, they helped launch the show Quarterback. But what about season two? Several NFL QBs, including Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, even Jalen Hurts are saying no to quarterback, with Lawrence saying, quote, I feel like it's just not the right time for me, maybe in the future. Joy, it was so disappointing for me to see all of these guys saying no. And truth be told, I just believe that there is so much more of a global brand that can be garnered by being on a show that uh, it transcends an NFL programming content, like NFL Sunday content. When I think about the NFL it's trying to become more of a global game, but it's not just there yet. If you can be on a show that will take you and make you global, that to me is where you truly have transcended and ascended into heights that being a quarterback just won't necessarily take you on an NFL Sunday, Monday Mm. or Thursday or Saturday this coming season. So I really wish that any player that were asked would say yes. I understand there are reasons to say no. There will always be reasons to say no. But I just see the positives so much so outweighing the negatives. Do you, what's your take on the reaction to
1: it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a huge branding opportunity, and it's an opportunity to show a different side of you that social media can't really show, that you're not going to really see if you do a, a hard knocks, that you can't even really put out yourself. But I also understand if you're an up-and-coming ascending quarterback who hasn't really established their foothold in the league like that, that you might be a little nervous about having it, something extra on your plate because what's the best way to brand yourself? When? That's the number one thing to do, especially at the quarterback position. But there's a lot of guys that I would be interested in seeing because of the style of show, and I love the show, it's it's introducing like it's it's making me like these guys in a completely right. different way. Like you're getting to see them with their family. You're getting to see how they act when they're away from, away from football and and how they prepare. And you're learning things about the season that we didn't really know from the media mm-hmm. because we didn't know to ask these questions because we didn't yeah. know what was going on. So I love the show. There's there's really a long list of guys I'd be interested in seeing that aren't. Young quarterbacks who still have to establish themselves. Trevor Lawrence has had a, had a bumpy start to his NFL career. I could see why he would be hesitant to put another thing on his plate. Even if it is as, you know, we might not think of it as a lot. It's an extra thing. You only have so much energy in the day. You got Jared Goff, Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford. You have guys that have been in the league who, who feel and have their routines down that I would still be interested in seeing. I get why young players would be hesitant.
0: I mean, I I love it. I I love this show. I I think as players, you know, the only thing that we can have in common with with fans and players is that probably we either play for A, play for their team, or B, play for the fantasy team. But they don't really know us, and we don't really know them. And I think that this is a way that you talked about branding. You could brand yourself. Like, for example, a lot of people didn't like Kirk Cousins. And then after this show, so many people talked about, man, I I like Kirk a little bit more. And it's like, it's a way to really showcase who you really are. Display like your real personality. And I have appreciation for things like that because as a player, you don't get the chance to showcase who you really are to the fans. Yeah. Only thing you see is, is shows like this, Twitter, people reactions. Instead of actually, I'm going to show you who I am, right? Yeah. The way I prepare, the way the, how I react when I lose game compared to how I react when I win a game. How, how do I interact with my teammates, with my coaches? Like all them things, and then you add on the family part of it. Man, he's a really great dad. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, he's so tough on the field. He's so angry on the field. But wow, when he goes home, he takes yeah. his helmet off, he's a great father. Like, those are the things I love about these shows. Now, I do understand as far as the young guys. Like, if I was young at the time, I probably would want to do it, but I probably shouldn't have. I should be more focused on the game, the game plan. But some of the guys that's in that, like, five years, six years, or even the really superstars, they should do it because you get to showcase who you really are. Yeah,
3: yeah. My pop used to say to me, keep the main thing the main thing. Mm. And I would say that's why I understand why some guys wouldn't want to do it. There, there's two sides. to it. one, Patrick Mahomes went to Peyton Manning and he was questioning whether or not he should do it. And Manning said that basically his response was, forget right now, but your kids who are too young to understand it, when they watch this in 15 years, they're going to see who their dad was, mm-hmm. right? The day to day. And they're going to look back and they're going to feel something that maybe they never would have felt before because of this access it's very invasive when you allow cameras into your home and into your 24-7 daily life. It's very invasive. But I think Netflix did a really, really good job of making sure that everything was above board. Cousins talked about this as well. But also, to your point, Shady, showcasing the humanity element of it, there, something about the helmet, it almost makes, like, it's really hard for I think, a lot of fans to relate to players. Right. really hard. And connect it's, with them. And abs- connect. Yeah, and these... These are human beings. Like, everybody goes through the same stuff. Just because you have all this money doesn't mean you're not going through stuff. So I think there is a humanity element to this show that it shows. And then also, one more thing I'll say. Look, Kirk Cousins said this on a show. I can't remember which one. But he said, it was also really good for my family to see what I go through. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wonder,
3: for someone who's been in the league a long time, a Cousins, a Mariota, maybe a Geno Smith, someone who's had experience, that if they look back on this and maybe their family also gains something as well, short and long term. So I think it's it's a really good thing, but I understand why guys would say no.
1: Well, I wrote humanizing, because when Shady was Mm -hmm. talking, that's what it made me think of, and you just mentioned it as well. It humanizes the players. It's a very violent sport. It's a high profile sport with a lot of uh, tension and competitiveness. And in some ways it is a little unrelatable, you know, like everybody didn't play football. Everybody can't step on a football field. Everyone's not built to do that. So we do talk about these players and the transaction and it's very much just like a product. So these type of shows let you inside of the human element of athletes, which I think is important for the way that fans relate and talk about players. You know what's crazy
0: is, real quick, Deshaun Jackson, one of my good friends, when I was a rookie, he would have all these different cameramen recording I'm like, what are they doing? And he was showing me all his old clips. Now his father, right, got him into football, and his brother, he he was like recording them. And he documented his whole career from, from before high school to high school to college, and I'm, and I'm, and I was watching. I'm like, yo. So when his kids, he has kids now. They're, they're older. They can really see the preparation, the dedication, the hard work that they, they dad did to get all the houses, the cars. So I love that part of it. like you document his whole life.
2: One of my favorite quotes: Something truly becomes interesting when it becomes
0: interesting to those who don't particularly care. Mm. There it is. Right, right. You got that from a book. Yeah, that that's, that was said really well. <laughs>
2: All right, coming up, we got to take care of some family business. You literally do not want to miss this. We got to show you something, and you're gonna enjoy it. What's next on screen? Are we done?
0: I feel like a fried. I gotta go. All
2: right, y'all. Literally, we're checking in on our social life because our one and only LaShawn McCoy.
0: He was ah. on the basketball court. Shady, take ah. it over, big dog. Take it over, big dog. Ah. Now listen, listen. <laughs> uh, um, Drew Holiday had him and his wife had a nice. You know, charitable event that I went to. Andy Davis, he was there. Well, I I was there. And they want to see can Shady McCoy hoop. You can't. I oh. said, I won't tell you about it. I'm gonna show you. They threw me the rock, cross over, cross over behind the back twice, pull up through. I see Wait, you, Shady. Can they show my dunk? Shady stop. Yo, stop. where my dunk Shady, at? Yeah, gotta Shady, show can't my jump. dunk. Shady, you Listen, can't. and I will say this: a lot of NBA players say Shady McCoy, I don't know about the NBA. They said, but if you get if you get back in shape, you're okay. We can see you play across seas, and they making about three hundred thousand dollars a year.
2: They didn't specify where across. Come on now, yeah. come on. Are you in you're
3: Albania? Or you in K? Yeah. Come on, I man. Mean, Listen, you you're
1: playing professionally? Somebody's oh, oh, oh. paying you to hoop. Come here.
3: You see me wave off the, the screen? I know those I gotta say that that form is, is, is not bad, but I feel like I could lock. I just you could lock, lock your it, us Listen, a lot of guys feel like that. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's you in that field, that court. You're a little hunky jerky. I can see it. I'm not doing none
1: of this. I'm not. Yeah. look. Just well, you sit. can't hoop, right? We're
3: I can hoop, bro. I, mean, I will
1: outhoop anyone on this set.
2: <laughs> oh. down.
3: Now we're going to hold him to that. I We're going to hold
0: him to that.